0: My guest for this episode is Sam Sycamore. Sam is a writer, web developer, tree hugger, and avowed music junkie. He currently works as head of content strategy and marketing at Hashnode, which is a global tech blogging platform that enables bloggers to tap into a fast growing and supportive community of readers, writers, and tech enthusiasts. I think you'll enjoy learning how he took control of his life and completely redefined his career last year. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. So welcome to the show, Sam. It's good to have you here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. It's really a pleasure.
0: So let's start out and talk a little bit more about who you are and, and what you're doing right now, because you just recently had a, a big change in your career, and so I think that's kind of an exciting thing to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess the best place to start is is where I'm at currently which is um, I just started a new position with a company called Hashnode, a pretty sweet tech blogging platform. Yeah. Um, and I am their new head of content strategy and marketing, um, which is something that I, I honestly never expected to, to land on, but somehow it's kind of the perfect fit for me, yeah. as, as it turns out. <laughs> um, it, it, it almost feels like the, the position was tailor-made for me, and I guess it kind yeah. of was. Uh, being that it's, it's for a startup. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I've been, the way I describe it is I've worked a lot of odd jobs over the years to support my hopeless addiction to writing. Um, (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So writing is kind of the, the, the theme, the thread that connects all of my, my prior experiences, which have taken me to a lot of different places.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. So, um, yeah, and that's how I kind of bumped into you is you, you're very active on Twitter and you say a lot of interesting things. And it's like, I, so I started following you and I was like, this is so cool. And then you were talking more about your career path and learning JavaScript and becoming a front end developer probably started last year, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and then recently what's going on with Hashnode. So yeah, it was an interesting year last year and it continues to be, be. it's not like, it's not like things uh, stabilized really. Uh, say that so again. what were you thinking, and what was kind of going through your life at the point where you said, "I'm gonna educate myself on front-end web development, JavaScript, and all
1: that"? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was a pretty long and sordid path to get there, <laughs> honestly. Um, so, right out of college, I started working as a music journalist, um, cool. which was super fun, uh, and it paid my bills for about two years. Until it okay. didn't anymore. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I just, I really just got burned out on the hustle and grind of constantly seeking uh, new clients and constantly pitching new stuff and getting sure. paid in free beer and concert tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: can't buy groceries with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so something I've always been passionate about is um, self reliance, sustainability, mm-hmm. um, you know, natural living, living close to nature. Uh, it's something I'm really passionate about. And, Around 2015, I had kind of one of those, if not now, when sort of moments. Like, for me, I, I always had in the back of my mind, like, oh, you know, one day when I'm in my 50s or 60s or... 70s or 80s, <laughs> yeah, uh, you I'm know,
0: with that one day. <laughs> at,
1: at the end of, at the end of, you know, some lucrative career, then I'll go That's do right. all the things that I actually care about in life.
0: Yeah. Well, that sounds familiar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm coming up on 35 now. So this was like late twenties. I was kind of looking around in my life and feeling like I was, I was looking at a lot of different dead ends and just had That's one true. of those, if not now, when moments, like I'm not getting yeah. any younger uh, you know this is the thing I really care about, so i'm I'm just gonna go all in so cool. i I basically dropped everything I was doing at the time uh, and started learning skills, uh, specifically carpentry and horticulture, gardening, landscaping, um, yeah, just taking lots of odd jobs that I would find on Craig'slist as a way to continuously <laughs> nice. expand my skill set yeah, yeah um, and yeah, really really fell in love with um Yeah. Just like getting my hands dirty. Like I, I, Mm -hmm. I just love building things, creating things. It almost doesn't matter what the thing is. It's just the satisfaction of having, having created the thing that really does it for me. Yeah. 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 And, and so I I did that for four or five years, but I I was always blogging on the Mm -hmm. the side and, and, you know, I didn't really have a term, a, a phrase for it at the time, but I was really learning in public. So I was, I was investing in myself, picking up these skills and then sharing what I was learning uh, through my blog and then later podcast. And um, so I I was doing these two things kind of simultaneously and yeah. And then the pandemic hit. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was kind of another like, okay, it's time to take a step back, reflect on what we're doing, where we're going. Is this leading, is this taking me where I really want to go in life? And I, I, the answer I, I, I had, the harsh truth was that no, it, it wasn't taking me where mm-hmm. I wanted to go. Okay. Um, especially the work that I was doing in the skilled trades, you know, I was like, I, I had several years of experience, but I was still just living paycheck to paycheck. Sure. I could barely afford the health insurance that I, I needed because the, the yeah. work was starting to take its toll on my body. And yeah, so I, I, I kind of, so last fall, uh, this would have been August or September of okay. uh, 2020, um, it was kind of my breaking point. So, um, my, my dog, uh, his name's Jojo. He's a beautiful, sweet, great. Here. He's,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's about as big as I am. Um, <laughs> he has what's called degenerative ligament disease, okay. uh, yeah. which means that, uh, his knees are no good basically. Mm-hmm. And so last fall, the writings were kind of already on the wall. He was like limping a lot, not, not as active as he had been. Uh, one day just sort of out of the blue, he, completely blew out one of his knees oh. uh, and I was facing down a, a really expensive surgery that, that he yep. needed. And, you know, smaller dogs, they can kind of like get away without a surgery. They can just yeah. kind of limp along. Okay. But if you're 150 pounds, right. you're basically signing up for a, a lifetime of arthritis uh, right. at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, I was, I was facing down this very expensive surgery for this mm-hmm. creature who's like, you know, the most important being in my, in my daily life. And yeah. I, I couldn't afford it, you know, uh, like it, not only could I not afford it, but the, the thought of being able to afford, like the amount of money that I needed was so far beyond the realm of like what sure. I could ever reasonably save up. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah I, I was extremely great. Uh, fortunate to have, you know, friends and family to, to lean on who, who were able to uh, pitch in to, to make it happen. Oh, that's good. Um, Yeah, that was that was really a breaking point for me. I realized like how am I ever gonna take care of a family in the future if I can't even take care of this dog? And like Mm -hmm, if this mm -hmm. career is not gonna get me there, then what what else could I do?
0: (laughs) Right. Right.
1: And and so yeah, so you know, I I took a look around, you know, what what skills do I have that are sort of that I could pivot or like lean lean on? And Mm -hmm. I had this prior experience publishing online. You know, I, I, I done a lot of like WordPress, Squarespace, um, and then also, you know, um, content marketing, right. So I'm, I'm publishing blog posts and and podcasts and I'm sort of like learning through the school of hard knocks, like how to, how to create stuff that, that people want to engage with and care about. And yeah, so I, I decided, okay, let's, let's see what sort of opportunities are are out there in, in, web development. Um, so I, I signed up for free code camp, like, like a lot of us do yeah, and, cool. and started teaching myself. And, uh, yeah, after about four or five months, I, I started landing, uh, freelance gigs, um, just like building websites for, for clients Yeah, and, um, yeah. And that, that pretty much leads me to today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shared some of the, the numbers there and it's actually become pretty lucrative for you. Um, I saw that's, that's cool. That's very
1: cool. Pretty
0: quickly. Yeah, yeah. It takes a little bit longer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would definitely. I would tell everybody. I would offer the disclaimer that I am an outlier. I, I would not expect. <laughs> I did not expect to be able to get into the tech industry as as quickly and sort of efficiently as I have. Um, yeah. But it's it's possible. Like it's it's a lot easier than you might suspect, especially as I've discovered um, coming yeah. b- from a different career. You know, you already have. Right all of these skills that you can leverage uh, to make yourself unique.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that some of these core skills and talents that they have are transferable across different domains. And I'll talk with people cause I do a lot of career coaching stuff and they're like, well, I did this, so there's no way I can move into this industry or this profession. And I was like, if you get to the root of it, like the stuff you're doing that stuff transfers it's like you have to think about i talk about like building things up from little lego pieces like deconstruct your current career or profession and look at the lego pieces and say how could i reassemble those in a different way which it sounds a lot like what you did and you're really good at the the content marketing stuff like on twitter like you crush it i mean you're so you're so good on twitter it's amazing like, I how much that. of a role did twitter play with with you kind of expanding your footprint as a freelancer and, and landing gigs. Cause I know some people get all their work through Twitter.
1: Twitter has, has 100. It has been my entire career in tech up to okay. this point, quite okay. honestly. Um, I, I sort of disavowed social media a couple of years ago, <laughs> Yeah, I, I <laughs> uh, as, as I think many of us are want to do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I, it only makes me feel miserable all the time. Every time I log in, right. so like, why am I doing this myself? <laughs> but so when I started learning to code um, last fall, I, I started with um, at one point the Odin Project. I think it's just mm-hmm. the odinproject.com. And early on in their curriculum, uh, they say, hey, go sign up for Twitter and do a, what's called a 100 days of code challenge, where hmm. it's basically exactly what it sounds like. You just commit like. OK, every day for the next 100 days, I'm going to do something code related and I'm going to tweet about it. And it's, it's a it's a really sweet way to hold yourself accountable. And sure. along the way, yeah. you will invariably, you know, meet other people and start chatting about whatever, whatever you're doing. And so, I, yeah, I, I did just that. I signed up for Twitter in October just to be like, OK, this is my my tech Twitter outing. I'm going to do a hundred days of code challenge. I think I made it like 30 or 40 days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, almost immediately I started to realize like, wow, this is, this is a real way that I can have one-on-one conversations with people who are in the industry. So I can figure out what I need to know and who I need to know to get in. And, And that's, that's what I've done. So all like almost all of my freelancing work and and my, my new role with Hashnode, uh, I would credit all of that to uh, just being friendly on Twitter and, and having lots of conversations with people.
0: Yeah, I tell people to do that. It's like Twitter can be good. And I had the same experience. I used Twitter, then I got off Twitter for years. And I think it all comes down to curating your network and, and making sure the people that you're communicating with and connecting with are good people with shared goals and you're helping each other and they're not tearing each other down and I think it's entirely possible. You just have you only you're only going to see things from people you follow, so if you don't like the experience, unfollow. <laughs> unfollow, block people. I've had to block a few people. I mean it happens, but now that I'm doing more of that, by and large the Twitter experience has
1: improved, you know,
0: you know, several several fold. It's it's amazing. Way better than it was before for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: same here. You know, I I always encourage people to just like, be intentional about why yeah. you're showing up on social media. Like, for me, I get a lot of value out of, you know, engaging with the community. Um, and and so when I show up on social media, I'm very intentional about being enthusiastic and, like, caring about yeah. what other people are doing and offering uh, encouragement and support. And yeah. I, I find that when, when that's my focus, that's what I receive in return, and that's what shows up in my feed. So that, that yeah. seems to work out pretty well for me.
0: Oh, it, it's, it certainly looks like it. <laughs> what has the transition been like? So it's a big transition to go from carpentry and landscaping and, and the stuff that you've been doing before into kind of being a 100% developer, and now you're doing developer evangelism and things like that. What has that transition felt like for you?
1: It has been extremely turbulent. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, one thing I, we're all guilty of this right on social media. Like if you look at my Twitter account, you're going to see all my wins on the last six months. Sure. yeah, You're, yeah. you're not going to see the like nights <laughs> where I'm like drenched in sweat, uh, like anxious out of my mind. Like, what am I doing? Am I totally insane? Who told <laughs> me it was a good idea to do any of this, you know? <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, so I mean, in practical terms, um, last fall, so I was I was working full time uh, in landscape construction. Um, okay. I, I live outside of Santa Cruz, California, um, and so I was My getting old to do some
0: grounds. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I was doing some
1: really cool stuff. You know, I it was very frustrating. I, I got this job um, doing like pretty high end uh, carpentry, exterior carpentry, yeah. and landscaping, and I found that even in like the perfect role for me the job still just kind of sucks. (laughs) Mm, mm, And so, yeah, so so I I started learning to code. And what that looked like for me was waking up at 4 a.m. every day of the week. Uh, Yeah, get up at 4. By about 4.30, I I would settle down in front of my desk. I could study for about two hours um, before I needed to, like, pack my lunch for the day, make some Mm -hmm. breakfast, and uh, drive down to town to start work um and then so that was for the first like month or two it was kind of every morning at 4am and then as much time as i could sacrifice on the weekends and then sure. once i really got in the flow i started um putting in nights too so i would do you know 2 mm-hmm. hours in the morning and then i'd do an hour or two before i went to bed just completely okay. exhausted drained no energy left but like let's just get the space repetition in right like keep,
0: right. keep revisiting
1: yeah. these ideas and um yeah and then um So I I kept that up for about four or five months. And then uh, in January of 2021, um, I... So I was dealing with... I'm still dealing with um, a a chronic injury in in one of my feet. Uh, Oh, from work? Yeah, Yeah. just from from doing the work. It's called uh, sesamoiditis, uh, which Hmm. basically means like the ball of my foot is chronically inflamed. Um, And it was was kind of... It was one of those things. It's like it's this little... Ache and pain that's in the background every day, can't do anything about it. Got to get the job done, so you just work through the pain, right? Wow. Um, but it it reached a, a point of no return uh, in wow. January where it got to the point where like I can't stand on my feet all day. Like I just yeah. have to. Oops, I have to quit my job because I can't do the work anymore. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and wow. and so that was that was my sink or swim moment. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, I I was really fortunate to have a mentor by this time in the, in the of oh, coding who said like, look, you have the skills, you can freelance, go hustle for clients, go find people who need to build websites and it's your services. Uh, you can, you can make enough money doing that if you hustle. <laughs> and so right. I took that to heart and it took me about two or three weeks in, in okay. January before I finally landed my first two clients actually on the same day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, just kind of a miracle. Yeah. And and those two <laughs> clients paid my bills for the next two months. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And so, so yeah, it was kind of like, it was almost this like, like, uh, what's the word? Kismet, like this, mm-hmm. like sort of like, like cosmic energy that sort of all coalesced <laughs> all at once, like this horrible thing, you know, I have this injury that takes me out of work and it forces me to be like, okay, right. I'm, right. I'm a programmer now because there's no other way I can make money. <laughs>
0: It's funny how that sometimes it has to happen, you know, and I, I, I wrote an article about this and I write a lot too, and I love it, but it was like, if you're too comfortable in your job and you just never make a change, you know, you're making good money, you know, it's okay. You don't love it. Maybe even you hate it, but you're comfortable. And it sometimes takes like this really painful event, like a layoff or getting fired or an injury or whatever it might be that forces you to make a change. And then it's a sink or swim moment. And it's not fun, Um, but I think more people than not rise to the challenge and say, okay, if I have no other choice, I've got to find a way to make this work. And I've read so many, you know, kind of uh, stories of people who've been fired, laid off, something bad happened. They were forced to do something different. I remember somebody got fired from a media job. They said, well, I guess I'll start my own podcast because I know how to do it. And now they're bringing in like $2 million a year. And it's wow. like, it's crazy. It's like way more money than they were ever making as a full-time journalist. And it's funny how sometimes those tragic moments actually end up being the best thing in the world for us. It forces us onto a new path. And that's great to hear that. I mean, that's pretty tremendous. That's, that's fast, which is cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been pretty incredible. And then, like said, um, as I said, as I started getting deeper into freelance, like I realized this is a viable path. You know, yeah. then I, then I really started looking for, okay, what are the other ways that I can leverage my existing skills? Right. So that, okay. that's when I, I started finding gigs as a technical writer. Uh, so oh, like, cool. okay, I'm, I'm a good writer. I know how to code. I can explain code to other people. Um, right. So, right. yeah. so then I started landing other gigs doing that. And then that's, that's the stuff that eventually led me to the role of Hashnode. Now they they noticed me as a blogger. They discovered cool. you. Yeah, they they noticed me as a blogger in the community and said, "Hey, we love your work. Let's talk about how you can, you know, uh, uh, do what you're doing, but for us."
0: That's so cool. So everybody listening, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said this, and I know some of you have with very positive results you got to get out there. You got to get your word out there. You got to write, you got to be on Twitter, whatever your medium is. Maybe some people it's making videos, you know, podcasting, whatever, but great people can discover you, but only if you're out there, <laughs> You know, they, they're not going to find you if you're kind of just sitting behind your desk and working and never talking about it or never writing about it. But you're another great example. It's like, get the word out there, show what you can do, show how you think, and people notice. That's pretty incredible. I mean, I, like, you're a walking advertisement for it. It's like, come on, everybody, <laughs> start, start, start writing. Uh,
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, don't just take my word for it. You know, I've as I've built up this professional network on Twitter, I've, I've become pretty good friends with with quite a few people who are in similar positions as me, and I've watched many of them now land jobs. Doing this through the same process, right? Just really? like posting okay. about what they're doing on Twitter, on Twitter. I have a friend who she, she made a, a coding project. Um, it's, it, it generates a readme file for your, your coding project automatically.
0: Oh, okay, cool. it was,
1: It's a really neat project. It wasn't like a huge thing. She built it in a yeah. weekend because it was something she thought would be cool. Um, it got retweeted by GitHub. Uh, which oh, wow. is like the, the company <laughs> yeah. that hosts all of the code yeah. on planet earth owned by Microsoft. <laughs> uh, they retweeted uh, her tweet about this, this um, project. Fast forward two months later, she now works for GitHub.
0: Oh really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Because of
1: that project. Like,
0: she, Cause she made a cool project. Yeah. She made a
1: cool project <laughs> that was relevant to the platform and now it she is. works. For yeah.
0: GitHub.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. So what advice, and this, you already shared some actually, but what advice would you give to other folks who are interested in switching into a a tech career, like transitioning from something very different into tech?
1: Yeah. Step one, find a community. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, that's the thing that makes all the difference uh, in everybody that I've observed. I I know for for myself, you know, um, uh, where, you know, where I'm coming from, my background, I don't know anybody or I didn't know anybody in tech. Right before before i started so i'm i'm literally alone in a room 4 a.m pitch black (laughs) (laughs) learning to code right like it's really hard to stay motivated and to hold yourself accountable when you are you have no interaction with anybody else on planet earth who's doing the same thing so like you have to find your community okay um and uh yeah, that, you know, Tech Twitter is, is one of the most welcoming and inviting communities I've ever found online. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there are super awesome people there, myself included, who would love to, to help you out and will go out of their way to help you uh, as, as cool. they've helped me. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's before anything else, like number one, find your people.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, there's been an interesting conversation talking about the shift that's happening. So, you know, web one, web two, we've had the big platforms and social media and Facebook and Twitter and so forth. Now we're starting to see the passion economy. You know, there was the gig economy, which I think people realized, yeah, it's okay. You know, it helps pay the bills a little bit, but you have no control. You know, you don't control your Uber pricing. It's, you know, it's whatever Uber the platform determines, you know, if you're the best driver and most entertaining person in the world, you don't charge differently than anybody else. But the new passion economy, the creator economy, is enabling people to take their skills, their talents, their unique personality like yourself, and essentially turn that into kind of a business and and do something with it, which is powerful. So I think it's gonna change everything. I think there's a there's a whole shift coming and the folks like the the founder of Mighty Networks and a few others have said, what goes with this is community. And it's really about creating your own kind of micro community around a shared interest. And it's very smallish. You know, it can get somewhat big, but it'll never be like you're on the platform with 100 million people. You know, it's not like that. Very focused, very supportive. And that's why I've been building communities, too. I have a Slack community. I have Mighty Networks. And you know, I'm playing with Geneva right now, which is pretty cool. And it's because of that. I'm a solopreneur. And it gets lonely, you know, you, you get lonely, you want somebody to talk with about stuff, you want support, you want to be able to hold each other accountable, like, hey, are you still making progress on the book you said you're going to write, you know, that kind of thing. And I do think this next wave that's coming is going to be these communities. It's going to be forming communities, joining communities that really can help you with your very, very focused goals, what you're trying to accomplish. So I'm I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and this kind of ties into my, you know, my current role with Hashnode is like yeah. one, one of the early lessons that the company is, has discovered as they've ventured out into um, marketing, advertising, content marketing, is that like the big stuff isn't very effective. Like it, uh, the yeah, way that yeah. we consume media and, and connect with each other now is just so decentralized. It's like it's often not in your best interest to target you know, the, the group with a million users, you're way better off targeting the group with 200 users who are all super enthusiastic.
0: Right. Yeah. That's that thousand true fan things, right. It's like, I can just find a few people that love what I do, you know, unless you're greedy, you know, it's (laughs) like, I I can make a living doing this. You know, I don't need millions of people following Mm -hmm. me or hundreds of millions of people buying my product. I don't need it.
1: Mm -hmm. And and Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting what you mentioned there. Um, I, you know, cause I've, I've also, I've done a lot of freelancing. I've been self-employed in, in various capacities and, you know, especially when I, when I was doing my podcast full time, uh, it's really difficult to do a podcast full time yeah. when you're doing it by yourself. Uh, this, it requires, um, basically every kind of skill set that exists. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> and, <does. laughs> and so, uh, now that I'm, I'm on with, uh, with Hashnode, it's, it's kind of a dream because like, now I have a team. So like when oh, you have a
0: production team, <laughs> well, yeah. So like when oh, I, that's a dream,
1: when yeah. I, when I want to like do a, a, some kind of video or audio, yeah. uh, any, any kind of content, like I just get to make the thing, right? Like I get to do the part that I really like, which is talk. And then right. I can right. hand it off to the designer who will do all the oh, branding. Wow. And, you know, I, I'm the copywriter, so I'm doing that part. But then like, you know, and then there's this brand that like has this whole image. that's going to promote right. this, to a much larger audience than I would yeah. be able to reach on my own. And so I, I'm I'm experiencing already that that uh you know we're we're greater than the sum of, of our of our parts. That's true.
0: Right. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I, I I'm a one man show right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey I've been really you. good at audio editing, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, you gotta you got it. but I could see the benefits. Uh I have another podcast where we had we had some college interns that helped out and it was incredible. I mean, they could do like motion graphics and they were doing a lot of stuff with the content and editing and doing videos for us. And you know, they had to go back to school and we we're like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it has fallen through the cracks because they were, they were fantastic at doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to spend just a couple of minutes cause we had a little bit of time left talking about kind of your lifestyle. Cause it's, it's very unique and different and cool. Um, you're really into sustainability and you're living off grid and, you know, as you have the cabin, I think you also have the stuff that, did you build the, uh, the, the attachment for your truck?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did that? That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, I'm a pretty strange bird, uh, in the tech industry for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I moved out here to California about three years ago. Um, okay. a friend of mine purchased some land here in the Santa Cruz mountains um, it's about seven acres on the side of a mountain. Oh wow! Nice. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's one of the dreamiest places I've ever been. Yeah. Uh, and so, he and his family are in the process of building a home there, developing it okay. into, into a homestead that they will, you know, carry out the rest of their years on. But uh, in the meantime, there is this tiny little cabin in the woods. There, uh, they have graciously let me stay in. Um, oh, that's in so exchange cool. for kind of. I'm basically what you would call the live in groundskeeper. Right. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, you know, like I said, I'm really passionate about horticulture. So I do a lot of gardening and, and, um, uh, tending the trees on the property and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so the, the cabin the, right now there are no amenities on the site. Um, wow. so I don't have running water and I don't have conventional electricity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're pure uh, solar, right?
1: Yeah. So I, I have nice. two, I have two different, uh, solar battery. Um, they they're, they're Battery banks, so they, they store energy and then they also do like the inverting, right? What have you, and uh, yeah, and then some uh, portable solar panels that I I uh, carry up and down the side of the hill uh, for half the year when there's no sunlight, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, and then um, all of my water, I, I just have you can see on the video here i've got one of my jugs back here i need to fill up since i'm in town right now (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah so i just have a bunch of five gallon jugs that i I fill up like once once a week pretty much and that's all my drinking water you know i always tell people like it's kind of a a cliche in especially among people in tech they're like oh i wish i could just give up this whole computer thing and go you know (laughs) live off grid in the cabin in the woods and i'm like (laughs) Everybody thinks they want to live in a cabin in the woods until it comes time to haul your drinking water up the side of a yeah. mountain.
0: Yes, I've learned. I mean, <laughs> I, we're looking at new properties now, and and the number one thing I'm looking for is it has a well. You know, it's got water because people underestimate. They're just so used to city water. It's like if you get a property without water, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Indeed, a lot <ton> of work. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, it's it's yeah. My lifestyle is basically a part time job unto itself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's really cool though um so you've written a couple of books you know i want to make sure you have some time to to kind of talk about how people can discover you follow you i know you've got a couple of books on foraging that you've written you want to share some of the places people can learn more about you and the, the work that you're doing
1: yeah absolutely um the best place to find me these days where i'm most active as we mentioned is twitter uh, yeah. i am tan oak sam over there okay um that's tan oak like the tree uh it's one of the trees that I tend, uh, underneath the red. Yeah,
0: they're beautiful um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you, you can find me on Twitter. I'm um, Sam over there. Um, you can find me on Hashnode, where I'll be publishing more and more frequently now that I'm working for them. Um, okay. that's at blog.sycamore.design. Um, okay. and then, yeah, in my, in my past life, as we alluded to, uh, I was a lifestyle blogger and podcaster. Uh, I used to have a podcast called the good life revival. Um, where okay. if you're curious about what we've been talking about the last few minutes, just like my my lifestyle and sort of my my philosophy around uh, uh lifestyle design, um you might want to check out the podcast. And so that's uh thegoodliferevival.com. Um and okay. you can also find my two self-published books on foraging there if you're interested in wild plant identification.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I just checked it out. My kids spent a lot of time in Henry Cowell growing up. Nice. and they were kind of educated they spent you know at least one day a week sometimes multiple days with people who are very familiar with living off the land and identification so they would build you know like little sh- the structures and they would harvest stuff and eat stuff and it's like it's pretty incredible and they love the experience so yeah I was taking a look at your stuff and I was like that looks familiar that's very cool
1: <laughs> awesome yeah I, I love to hear that yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to having enough free time now that I, I work in tech that I can take some time in my free time and do more educating around those topics, especially oh, yeah. especially hanging out with kids. Um, I, I would really like to get some uh, like homeschool groups together and, and teach them about finance. Yeah,
0: our kids were homeschooled. So yeah, cool. <laughs> that's Very the only cool. reason they had that freedom. But Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's great, great education, yeah. absolutely. Well, thank you, Sam. Thanks for making the time to come on the show. It's really been fun hearing about your career transition and the process. I, I think what you're sharing is going to be super helpful for other folks that are either just getting started in tech or have an interest in transitioning into tech and how you did it.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. I I really appreciate you bringing me on. It's it's been a pleasure chatting.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.